And I mean, we all, you know, as when we walk around or whatever, we're all a little, you know, closeted, you know what I'm saying? And, but I like to wear my closet, you know, and, um, I like to have fun. And I think a lot more people would be a lot happier if they just learned to have a little bit more fun. What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode number 14 of the Jason Juliet podcast, where we talk to real people about the experiences that have shaped their perspectives and take away some lessons that we can all learn from. My guest today is Mr. Blake Richard Stallhut. Blake and I sat down in his apartment in Nashville, Tennessee, over some fine wine and discussed the ups and downs of his career as a musician, uh, being on tour, mental health, cannabis, thrift store shopping, and his passion for all forms of art and uh, how he's trying to use that art uh, to make positive vibes and to make the world a better place. And, you know, looking back at everything, it's hard to remember every detail of every conversation that I had uh, on these tours, especially those that I haven't edited yet. But when I sat down to edit this episode, I, I saw some very stark similarities in the paths that myself and Blake have taken through our lives and and where we're at today, even in many cases. And, and that led me to some really powerful takeaways from this conversation, and I hope you find it useful as well. Uh, Blake is definitely a unique guy, and he certainly offers a unique perspective on things, and that's really what I look for on this show and and in my guests. So Blake definitely brought it, and with that, I give you my guest for episode number 14 of the Jason Juliet Podcast, Mr. Blake Richard Stallhut. I'm here with Blake. Blake, pronounce your last name because is it Blake Richard? Blake Richard. Yeah, Blake Richard Stallhut. I wasn't sure what you went by because when I when I checked social media, I know it was like Blake Richard for a while, and then when I first emailed you and I started getting all your contact information to this, I never knew your last name until uh, until this happened. Not many. It's okay. That's sort of the way you keep it by design, huh? Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, the last name comes from the father, and. uh, Middle name comes from my mom's father, which is who he's no longer with us. He passed away, you know, several years ago. You know, he's a drinker, and I'm not actually much of a drinker, so it's just a little ironic that you know we're sipping a little bit of bowl, a little yeah. bit of wine. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, that's. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, just yeah. I, fig- I figured you know a little a little bit of red wine would uh would be nice. Yeah, but, absolutely, you know, man. I I never get a chance to really drink that much wine uh, anymore. I used to a lot. I was just talking about that with my friend Sean uh, that I interviewed. But um, are you sure? Is, I'm great. Okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but yeah, I, I the first thing I did is I actually like walked in and I was like, oh, do you want this microphone higher? And grabbed it and just knocked the little glass of wine over that he gave me. So uh, the first five minutes of the interview were us cleaning up wine. So we'll, <laughs> we'll go ahead and cut that out. It's but all um, good. it's all good. But dude, it's great to be here. Thank you for inviting me in. Uh, so this is my second interview in Nashville, and I think you've probably set the record for the fastest turnaround that I've done on an interview because I just left my friend Sean's house like an hour ago. Oh, nice. So uh, so this is my second interview real fast, but I'm so excited to be here, man. Nashville's been great so far, and it's I'm excited city. to go back out again. Yeah. How long have you actually been in Nashville now? Uh, I was commuting for a couple of years, um, but uh, officially living in the city. I've been here since September, mid-September, early October of last year. Okay. So how yeah. you liking it so far? I love it, man. I, I it's a, anytime that I go out, uh, I usually bump into somebody that I know or, you know, or I meet somebody new 
and um, went out the other night uh, with my buddy, uh, my buddy Jason and his wife Valerie, and Valerie is an amazing artist. Okay, and this gal she charges like. 20 30 grand for a piece oh okay so she's, she's got like this like medusa painting and i mean i mean thousands thousands of hours into this yeah. piece you know <clears throat> i got a, she, i got a friend hope that does stuff like that down in texas like you walk in and you like it's like 12 foot paintings like oh yeah crazy they're huge stuff. Like, yeah yeah and i mean like she has her own gallery and oh, they do wow. like they do like uh nashville art crawls okay you know and uh so we went a, a while back. I was actually meeting my buddy Joe Brock, who used to be in Aha uh-huh Baby Yeah. He was actually one of the original members before Aha uh-huh Baby Yeah was called Aha uh-huh Baby Yeah. They were called uh, Creatures. And th- and that's your band. So for those that don't know, Aha uh-huh Baby Yeah is the name of the band that are you, you're currently playing in as well, right? Well, no. Uh, we, we broke up. Well, we, I, we went on a hiatus. I don't think that we've ever really broke up. Right. But um, taking a break. Yeah, um, it's unfortunate because we actually got some news. Um, our friend Brian Puckett, who owned uh, Little Heart Records, which was the one of the like, baby labels that we were signed to in, okay. in Louisville. Like honestly, the first day, the first day um, when I moved to Louisville, Kentucky, which was which was sep- like late August, early September of 2012. Okay. I just got off the Vans Warp Tour that I was a part of. Um, I was kind of like a freelance solo artist. Okay. I had a project called Zenadare that I was working really, really hard for. Just wanted to be in a rock band. And I was, you know, writing everything, you know, doing everything. And I was doing everything myself. <clears throat> and uh, it, it just got to be a hassle. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay. it was. How so? It just it wasn't fun. It was take. I was all the fun was kind of taken out of uh, it. Okay, you so know? it crossed over from an outlet to do for fun into like a job, punching a clock. Like, like you had like certain tasks that had to be. Not really the job because I mean, don't get me wrong. I I love doing it and I loved doing it because okay. like I still love those songs. Uh, they're very dear to my heart. Um, I just did a lot of work and I never released anything. Oh, okay. I couldn't find, you know, the right dudes that really wanted to be a part of it. And especially like in my hometown, Toledo, Ohio, uh, it just, it's kind of like a black hole, man. You know, like a lot of talent, so much good people and good music, but for every good person, there was like five bad. So, and you know, everybody just turns on everybody and everybody talks, 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 talks. So. It was nice to get away. Yeah, man. You, you, so, have to, you have to put yourself in better environments, you know? Um, so I was a part of the nonprofit, and the nonprofit landed me a gig to be a part of the Vans Warp Tour in 2012. Which is a big deal. That's a, that's a huge, for those that don't know, that's pretty much the biggest punk rock, at least. I mean, and, and it evolved into so much more than that. Like, when I was going to it back in the 90s, it was just, you know, a bunch of punk rock bands. All the big ones would come and play, but then... Well, yeah. It exploded. It is a big, big deal now. Well, the implosion has ended because yesterday was the last yep. day. Yep. I, re- I remember. Oh, who was telling me about that? I think I was. Oh, I was down in Florida. Um, my buddy Tony. Actually, I think that you met him when we were in Austin. When uh, that's actually how we met was South by Southwest in Austin. Mm-hmm. You came down on tour with um, at the time Lion in the Main, which I'm friends with. All those guys used to play with them. Yeah, we were on tour together. Yeah, uh-huh, baby. Yeah, Lion in the Main and. Uh, and Dreamcatcher. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And um, I remember coming home from work 
and I thought Lion in the Main was staying in my apartment, and all of a sudden there was like 20 people in this like little two-bed, two-bath apartment, and I was like, what just happened? South by Southwest happened. That's yeah. exactly what happened. But And so you actually got a chance to, to meet Tony at that thing because he had come up from Florida to just to hang out for South by Southwest or mm-hmm. over from Florida. But anyway, yeah, to get back to what we were talking about, uh, he was the one that told me that Vans Warped Tour just ended. So yeah. that's actually kind of cool that you got to do it before they yeah, signed I was, off. I was a part of it um, 2012, 13, 14, and 15. Wow. Um, I went and visited a couple of dates in 2016. I visited in Nash- Nashville, right? And then I visited in Cincinnati in 2016. And that's where life kind of started to get even weirder you know which is good but also kind of bad you know too but um and then 2017 i um was offered a job and the band was no longer a thing the band like just just kind of like called it brian had just passed away not that long ago we played our last show um which was a huge deal i mean still like super upsetting um so yeah, um, kind of backtrack a little bit. Brian owned the small label, Little Heart Records. Okay. And I moved to Louisville uh, right after Warp Tour in 2012. And uh, they, I, I, was, uh, st- I was just staying in the city and um, went to go meet up with, uh, with Kevin and with uh, John Brayboy, uh, guitar player, and uh, Kevin's the singer. And um, they hit me up, they're like, yo, like, Let's go get some pizza. You know what I'm saying? We'll go hang out. We'll just we'll show you around. So I remember just going over there, and like they were kind of telling me, you know, like they just got off a tour, and like tour didn't really do that well, and blah 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 blah. And it's like they had this this magic about them, you know. Okay. And I've known them for years already. So they were like, "Yo, we're like looking for a bass player," and I was like, "Well, you know, I mean, that's kind of like my forte, you know. <laughs> like happens to be what I do. Yeah, I just I really enjoy playing." You know, slapping slapping the fish. You yeah, know? yeah. But um, they asked me to join. I was kind of like, eh, I don't, I don't know. You know, like I'm kind of like in this weird spot in my life. Like I'm doing Zenadare. Like I'm doing the solo project thing. Like kind of want to do. I don't know if like this is like what I want to do. And uh, long story short, and I I hit them up like two weeks later and was like, you guys still need a bass player? And they're like, yeah. And I was like, <laughs> I'll be there. So I showed up. First day of rehearsal, which was a weird one, was super funny. But um, Brian shows up to the first day of rehearsal, and he was like, so what do you think? Is Blake the dude? And they're like, yeah. So I I signed a contract that day with Little Heart Records, which was nothing. You know, like it really was just – it was nothing. But I – it was humbling to me because I really felt like then and there, like I was a part of it. You know, okay. I was a part of something. Like there was a team with a common goal, and you yeah. you were on board. Yeah. Absolutely. And I had a, you know, I already had a van, you know, that I had, you know, purchased, you know, a couple That's of years clutch. prior. Yeah. Super so, so important. Clutch. People don't even realize how important that is. Oh, God. Yeah. And I mean, my van was my baby, you know, and uh, I built a loft in her. You know, I, it was best, some of the best sleep that I've ever got. I mean, I lived in it. Yeah. I was, home, I was kind of homeless for like a little while and I lived in it, you know, so. Wow. Um, yeah, it was my baby. So, you know, like we definitely we 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 took her we took her across country uh, like seven, eight times, you know. Wow. And, and she had I mean, when I when I got her, she didn't even have like 
uh, I want to say like 60,000 miles. And when, when I put her to rest, she was like at 287, Jeez. 283, 287, something like that. She's definitely, you know, she's seen, she's seen she, some shit. Yeah, you know she, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> she got her time. And her. I mean, I lived in her, you know, not even like when we were on tour. I, I, I like lived out of her and some of the best sleep that I've ever got. So yeah, I love her. R.I.P. Karina. Karina um, was her name. Yeah, Aww. it's a long story. Yeah, we'll, we'll leave that one at rest. Okay. <laughs> uh, but so a, you joined this band. You you were, uh, and that mm-hmm. was in 2012. You signed the contract, mm-hmm. and then well, I guess you must have played with them for a while because I think when I met you at South by Southwest was that 2015. 15. 15. 15. Yeah. So that was 2015. So that's at least three years you were playing with them. Yeah. Cross country tour mm-hmm. seven times, six or seven times. Mm-hmm. So where is everything with that? Well. Um, you know, after Brian passed away, I got, I mean, I got that, I just got a phone call, you know, and it was Sean, my drummer. And he was like, Hey, uh, how you doing? I was like, I'm good, man. How are you? And he was like, so I, I I have some bad news. And I was like, what's up? And he's like, um, Brian passed away. And I was just like, that's my friend, you know? Yeah. He's like, yeah, he was my friend too. And it sucks that I have to tell you. And I was just like, man, like this is insane. You know, like how old was Brian? I think he was 36. Oh, wow. But he didn't look 36. That's the thing, you know, and the uh, reason why the label was called Little Heart Records is because um, his heart wasn't big enough for his body. Okay. I really don't know a lot of the situation. Yeah. It's just kind of difficult but so brian passed away and every year we threw uh, an anniversary show for little heart records uh, which that's i awesome. mean he just knew how to throw a party you know like i mean he even had a roast you know and i, I went to <laughs> i went to his roast and i i wasn't a part of the roast but i was i was there i was in the audience right and it was just awesome man like he was a beautiful dude i mean he would take me out to dinner we'd go we'd go to go out to dinner sometimes i wouldn't even go out to dinner with him he would just be there you know and we would just end up you know sharing a meal together and i mean he held the scene together i mean people would go to shows because brian would throw a show you know so i definitely miss him yeah that leaves a void and i love him you know and uh it was definitely a hard thing to like not only I have to say goodbye to like one of my friends who I met the first day of my rehearsal with this new band that I'm in, but I'm now saying goodbye to my band, you know? And, uh, I mean, we were a part of the warp tour in 2013 and 2014. We, uh, we were asked to, you know, be a part of like help out the catering crew and we'll, uh, you know, you, you work with the catering crew, you serve, you serve the band's food and then, you know, like you'll get stage time and, Oh boy, <laughs> you know what? A, what? A, what a crazy ride that was! And then you know, then the next year it was like, oh well, we love you guys. You know, like come back and you know you can do the barbecue thing. You know, like we barbecue for the bands, and that was when we really kind of like felt like okay, like we're doing something here. Yeah. Like this is rad. And um, my dream was to, you know, have a main stage date. You know. Man, that, that, that was that was always the goal back in the days like yeah. how, do you, how do you get on main stage warp tour man that was where yeah. i was where was that i mean i would hustle the tour even years prior to that you know with like the solo project and you know going out and meeting people and 
uh, there's one dude that I'll that I'll, I'll never forget him, and he'll always be like extremely dear to me is um, Mike from Music Cares. Music Cares is an organization where they they take care of dudes that are in bands. Like if you don't have health insurance or anything like that, like really, yeah. it's called Music Cares. Music Cares. Yeah. Do they have is just yeah. musiccares.com, or you could Google it and find yeah. it. Okay. Yeah. And I when I w- was just in Nashville for their the Warp Tour or whatever that just happened, it was like about a month ago, and. Uh, he was one of the first dudes that I got to see when I when I was like walking around. Okay. And he was like, "Oh my god, Blake, like so good to see you." And I mean, this is this dude's a pirate, man. Like he's just <laughs> one of the coolest nicest dudes, but he's such he's such a cool-looking dude. You know okay. And like you know, he's an older he's an older dude and he's, you know, just, you know, salt and pepper hair, you know what I'm saying? And he's got a couple gold teeth and he's just like the nicest person in the world. I mean, he would guest list me all the time. I'd just send him a text. I'm like, hey, dude, I'm coming into town. He's like, oh, I got you. All access. Like, you're good. Jeez. And he was just, just a sweetheart. Yeah. You know, and he was kind of like a role model for me, you know? And In what way? Just as is, is the type of person you wanted to be kind of thing? Yeah. I, I, yes and no. Like, I mean, I guess, I mean, he's just somebody that's still doing something that's important okay you know what i'm saying like the organization that he works for and all the hard work and that he that he puts towards and i mean he he supports so many awesome bands i mean he was in a music video for this band called uh dead sarah and i mean dude i i know them i've seen them live uh one of my ex-girlfriends uh trisha loved them like like down in austin and, and, and yeah we got a chance to go and see them when they came through in austin and uh wow great band yeah if anybody I, hasn't heard, listened to dead sarah yeah i actually great. remember at south by when we right after we stayed at your place uh, the all the dudes didn't really want to go which their loss but yeah. uh bray boy and myself i remember kevin was driving the van he he dropped us off like on the side of the road and we'd hop out the van and we'd run down to the venue and we stood in line like you know what i'm saying like <laughs> yeah yeah i mean I, and it's just so cool. It's such a cool experience. And they were playing up like up on this rooftop. And the reason why this band's so badass is because like they did not play their hit song. Really? Yeah. Which is super like reminds me of something like Nirvana would do. Yeah, that's it's, it's like it's pretty punk rock. Yeah. Just like, go out there like, oh, you guys want to hear this one song? We're not even playing it. Yeah, we're not playing it. Yeah. yeah. We're gonna play other songs. <laughs> that's you awesome. Know? So but yeah, Mike. Mike was a great guy. Love him. I love everybody that I had an opportunity to meet and become friends with and just have just this social bond of like a relationship with. Yeah, man. Um, thank you, Kevin Lyman, for everything, pretty much, you know? Yeah. If it wasn't for him, I don't think I would be here to this day. So yeah. it's an honor to know him. It's an honor that, you know, I've ever had a pleasure to to actually just meet him and shake his hand and He's, he did a lot for me, he did a lot for my band, and he's done a lot for every single band yeah. that's ever followed the Warp Tour, was a part of the Warp Tour. So, yeah. R.I.P. Yeah. Shalom. Cheers. Yeah. Mm. Ah, cheater. Sorry, I didn't look Cheater. So, so listen, man, when you... um. And, and you don't have to talk about this if you don't want to, but bringing up, looking up to somebody like that because they're, they're like doing good things and they're like out there, you know, trying to make the world a better place and, you know, just doing important things. I wish more people would. 
Well, tell me about like, what are some of the things that you're trying to do to follow in those footsteps right now? Like, what do you got in the works? Well, I'm, you know, I'm now living here in Nashville and my manager, Ryan Kinley, he was the bass player in a band called Matchbook Romance. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Epitaph Records. Yeah. 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 And, uh, I mean, Epitaph Records is such an awesome label, punk rock label, you know, they've been around for a long time too. Yeah. Bad religion. You know, Yeah. (laughs) heard of them. Um, but yeah, no, Brian kind of, or Brian, I'm thinking of bad religion. Yeah. So no, Ryan, Ryan Kinley, <laughs> RK, comes up to my van. Uh, we're in line to, you know, get all the bands in or whatever. And he runs up to my car and he's got a cork pipe. He needs a lighter. And I, of course I had a lighter. Yeah. So I was like, oh dude, you know, hit me up, you know, we'll go over to the trailer or whatever. We'll hang out. And um, so we're sitting there and sharing the cork pipe. And uh, we had that stepbrothers moment. I was like, dude, did we just become best oh, friends? You know, because <laughs> he's a bass player and I'm a bass player. And I mean, I, I I connected to his band like the moment that I heard his band. You know, yeah. I was, you know, young. I was like just turning 18, you know, like, you know, just got out of high school, just dropped out of high school. And, you know, did it's you like, really? Yeah. I yeah, didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. And it's, whatever and um <laughs> i i just i wanted something bigger and better I, I can relate for myself absolutely absolutely and it was just like i didn't really want to be around those people anymore like my school was just it was just wasn't the place i just didn't feel welcome hey, hey man you know? props to you for having the wherewithal to recognize that at that age you know because i mean i there, there's something to be said about you know completing going through the process and being responsible but like if you really know that like this is not where i should be right now to have the courage to step out mm-hmm. that's an important life skill yeah you know because a lot I of guess. people get put in bad situations and they sit there for the rest of their lives and they never get out that's at least thing. you had the courage to pull out and the the you know the perspective I always pull out and the, <laughs> <laughs> and the perspective to realize yeah but um but no no keep going keep going so, so i mean um I connected to Matchbook and I connected to a lot of those, you know, early drive through records bands and um, had the pleasure and the honor to, you know, meet m- some of them and become friends with some of them, you know. And so I connected with, with, with Ryan Kinley and he's like my older brother to me, you know. And uh, he's, he's taken me under his wing. You know, I, he, he took me out on tour with Matchbook. Okay. And so in 2015, when I was on Warp Tour, I was... I was basically Matchbook's guy, you know, like here I am hanging out with my, one of my favorite bands. Just I'm sleeping in like their front lounge area of the bus. And, um, what a time, man. You know what I'm saying? I mean, not only did I get to, you know, live with one of my favorite bands, but then Kinley ended up managing, uh uh-huh, baby. Yeah. Shortly after that, like, really? Yeah. We were, we were kind of going through some stuff and when we were trying to release our latest EP that we that we worked really hard for right there was just so much stuff with it you know and it was just i knew that he would be the guy to help iron out all the wrinkles that starting to you know form yeah and he definitely did his best and he worked he worked really hard and we all had a great team and then you know shit happens yeah so I'm now living here, and he was definitely pushing me to, like, make the move. And, um, you know, I I don't know exactly, like, what I'm doing, but I know that I'm definitely going to be starting a new project. Okay. 
I have a name, but uh, I don't think I'm going to give the name away. And that's that, yeah, yet. that's totally yeah. fine. Yeah, we are, we are at secrets we got to keep on yeah. these things every once in a while. You know, you never. Maybe by the time this airs, I'll be able to link to something in the show yes. notes or something like that. Yes. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll hit back up before I post. But yeah, and I mean, I'll do another podcast. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, bro. Do, I'd do, love do. to come. Dude, I got to come back through Nashville. Absolutely. It's the place to be, man. This it is really a great is. place, man. And it's, yeah. you know, I, I didn't realize, uh, you know, I'm staying with my friend Sean that I just interviewed today also. Cool. And he is. Um, oh, you're good. If I spill one more thing, I am kicked out of this apartment, seriously. I just You're accidentally... Good, man. It's all great, but, um, but I'm staying with him, and we were talking the other night about, like, you know, we have mutual friends that are here. I have yeah. musician friends that are here. I mean, it's a, uh, it's a big city, but it's got that small-town vibe to it, you know? There's people that you know, mm-hmm. and there's, peop- you know, little neighborhoods you can go to. and Amazing community. So I'll Not definitely have to come back. Not only just with music, and, but with also with art. Yeah. So, oh, yeah, I mentioned... Um, Earlier in the interview, my buddy Jason and Valerie or whatever, I go to their their gallery. Well, we hung out the other night. We had a oh, that's right. We had a great time. There's this there's this uh, punk rock bar. It's uh, down Printers Alley, which is in downtown Nashville, and that's actually where uh huh baby yeah did some really rad press photos. So this this bar called Fleet Street. And we go down in there, and I mean they got like you know like this picture frame. With like clippings of like Sid Vicious and like his, oh, wow, his okay. mugshot and like the yeah. the article, you know, of like him passing and everything. It's just so much cool history and there's so many cool places and so. So I do want to ask this. So when I'm looking at all the stuff that you're doing right now and you know the stuff that you've done, why music? Like you're obviously we're sitting here in this apartment. I'm staring at a wall of paintings Excuse that you've me. done. This is a this is a condo. Oh no. No, sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> so I'm sitting here in your eight uh, bedroom mansion yeah. uh, down down by the lake, and uh, I'm down staring by the river. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm staring at all these paintings. Like you've got guitars and basses here. Like like you're, you're obviously like you know a lot about like fashion, everything else. Like you're clearly a very creative person what, what was it about music that that really drew you in as I opposed don't to know all these other avenues you could have taken i have no idea you just i just i remember being a, a little a little a little tyke a little tiger <laughs> just being a little cub and i was riding with my mom in the car and like ted nugent or acdc or guns and roses or somebody would come on the radio and I knew that I was left-handed because I always played air guitar left-handed. Okay. But then, my mom's a bit of a drinker, you know what I'm saying? So, it kind of happens, you know? Yeah. Um, but I grew up in a bar. I grew up in front of a jukebox. I, you know, I mean, I have a pretty solid relationship with my father now, but when I was younger, I didn't, I didn't really know the dude. I didn't, I just knew, Here's this dude. He was my dad. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. He lives in Houston, Texas. You know. Okay. So, I just I knew his favorite band was ACDC. So anytime that I would stare at like the cover of Highway to Hell and you see Angus and he's got like the devil horns and he's yeah. cold, holding the tail and he's you know got the Elvis curl on his lip, you know yeah. like that that rock and roll pucker, you know, just looking at that and every time I would look at photos of my dad when he was younger, it's like they would just like coincide with yeah, each other, you know. Yeah. And I just something about that just really just stuck. Okay. You know? And I mean I guess with like, you know, like the fashion, like I'm just me, man. Yeah. You know? I've I just like to 
dress the way I dress. I, I've always been that way, you know. It's it, it's something that makes you stand out, man. And, it, you know, it's it, it's what sort of caught my eye. Like, when, when I saw you guys play, you know, because, like, you're, you're a nice guy. Like, you're easy to hang yes. around and talk to and all so that stuff. You, you know, people like you. You know, you're a cool dude. And then you get up on stage and you're just like, what just happened? Like, you... I ask myself the same thing. So, so... I've watched a lot of people play music. You know what I mean? Like I, I really have. I've, I've been around for a long time doing that, and you know, I'm sure that you can you can relate. And if there's one thing that you can tell that you can just look at some. Sometimes it's a whole band, but more often it's an individual on stage, mm-hmm. and you're like, I don't know what it is, but that person has it. You know, it's that is that it's that X factor. It's that thing that. You know, so many people get on stage and a lot of rookie musicians make this mistake is they think that it's 100% about the music and they're just going to get on stage and yeah. like play their instrument. And it's like, you are a performer. Mm-hmm. Like, you are selling not only the music, but a feeling, an emotion, a mm-hmm. state. And when I watch you on stage, you know how to sell that. Like, you're up on stage and you are just like releasing all this energy. And it's just like, you can feel it. Like, I... I am put in the same emotional place as you are because of how well you're communicating that emotion. Not a lot of people can do that. Are you hitting on me? Maybe a little bit. I don't know. This is good wine. <laughs> <laughs> this stuff's great. It's like uh, what they say in, in um, what Jason Lee said in uh, almost the movie Almost Famous. He's like, I get people off. I find the one person that's not getting off, and I make them get off. You know? Yeah. So... I mean, you because ha- you, you have to dig that deep for it. And I'm sometimes. just, I'm just, I'm just. But, but it's no, true. Like, no, um, I, I really don't know, man. I really don't know. It's just something that just has, oh, like, when I play, I play, and I feel it, and I headbang, and I stomp my feet, and I shake my ass, and I want other people to just have a good time. If yeah. I'm having a good time, then I want everybody else to be exactly. having a good time. And, and I, I, I tried, you know, I, I've explained that to, to a lot of people or tried to. It's just been like, listen, emotions are contagious. You know, mm-hmm. if you're up on stage and you're playing great, but you've got this, you know, you know, just blank stare on your face and you're mm-hmm. not having a good time, like no one in the audience is going to have a good time. It doesn't matter how good you're playing. But mm-hmm. if you're up there having fun, that mm-hmm. is something that the audience can feel, they can experience, and then they start to have fun. Yeah. You know, and... and Man, you guys made sure, like, I followed you guys, Lion in the Main, everybody, uh, Dreamcatcher, mm-hmm. like, like all of you guys around South by Southwest all the time, but every time you guys played, just everybody in the building, it didn't matter if they were working behind the bar, it didn't matter if they were upstairs in the back, like, everybody was just like, what's happening over here? Yeah. The attention was right there. And everybody was just into it. I think that there's some, there's some pretty cool footage of one of the performances yeah, South well, I on, yeah on YouTube and yeah, the YouTube I, I, video of us. I too. did, and I just recently posted it, so I'll actually link to that in, in these show notes too. I'll make sure that, that people can see that video because cool. I mean, if you haven't seen Blake play, you should. Oh, <laughs> you know what thanks, I mean? Like man. you should you should definitely experience this. And if you haven't heard Jason's podcast, you should listen. Well, thank yeah, <laughs> and it, I mean, I don't know. Most people listening to this probably have heard it since we're on it. Yeah. But, <laughs> but if no, you're, I appreciate if you're listening, that. Tune in. Yeah, if you're listening, <laughs> tune in. Please continue. But I, I was going to ask you, like, is this a, is it a therapeutic thing for you? Is it like this cathartic experience of like having pen up something or other and it's the release on stage? I think so. I think it's a lot of things. 
I haven't been able to experience in a while, but I do miss it, and it's something that I love, and something that I hold dear to myself, and I still have a purpose, because I'm still here on Earth, and while I'm here, I feel like I should still be shaking my ass, and shaking my titties. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, but um, I love rock and roll, man, and I miss it. And there's not a lot of bands that do it and do it well. And, I could talk for an hour about that. I won't, know, but I agree with you 100%. There are not a lot of bands doing it well anymore. There aren't. And if you're going to look good, you might as well look good doing it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, you know, you said, you know, uh, it's not only just about the music, which, you know, in a, in, a, in a sense, honestly, you are. You are right because it doesn't really matter what the, what your band sounds like as long as you're really good at what you do right and if somebody likes it and they tell five of their friends at least four of those friends are gonna like it yep you know and that that starts to you know create the buzz yep and that's that's how it is we're all here to just get a little bit of a buzz on yeah i I mean how how many (laughs) how, how many times have you heard people say like famous bands say oh yeah we just started out making songs our friends liked yeah, and then, and then we're you know you don't hear a lot of people like well we polished up this album super super good and then yeah. we released it with a thing and then it went no Here's we made songs our friends liked yeah you know well I don't even know if we even if Aha uh-huh, Baby yeah made friends or I liked them yeah I, or, I said made friends I don't even know if we made friends <laughs> I hope that we made a couple friends no what I was gonna say was, um you know like we we made music that we felt people would want to party to. There that that was that was on the the main thing, you know. And I think like Motley Crue, you know, yeah. so being a band like Motley Crue, you know, people wanted to just exactly you know, speed rock, that energy, you know, yeah, the energy, that, yeah. you know, like they wanted music that you could party to, right? You know. And I we wrote you know heavy headbanging danceable tunes with raw aggression and emotion, and I mean, we didn't care about the polish, yeah, you know. We when we went to LA to make our our last EP that we did, uh, we did it with a dude. His name was Jeff Sion. Okay, he was in a band called Let Live, who which also was an Epitaph Records band. Yeah, at one point in time, R.I.P. They're no longer a band as well. Okay, but Jeff is a genius, <laughs> and Jeff is my buddy, and I love him. And uh, he made our record sound dope. Okay, but then. You know, we signed a, a record deal with a label, and they changed everything, and they took their time, and, you know, it kind of, it set everything back. And with that, with those setbacks, it kind of, it just, it's, it's, it was a yeah, setback, it's, it's a setback, you know, you know pe- pe- I don't, don't really realize, know how to say it. People don't realize, like, the energy is so sensitive, and momentum is so sensitive with these artistic projects. Dude, and we, yeah, we made a record in five days. Really? Yeah. I mean, I went to Jeff's mom's garage, and I tracked bass in the garage. <laughs> nice. Which is pretty punk rock. Yeah, that is pretty punk rock. <laughs> so, and I mean, seriously, I, I loved the experience, and I, I loved, you know, I love, I, I like L.A., you know, it's it's fun to go and visit from time to time. I've only been once. I I don't think that I would want to live there. That's where that's where the lady's from. Okay, she's born and raised from there. You know, yeah, it seems and it's pretty expensive. Expensive. You know? It's uh, pretty spread out. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's I don't you know. know, and I mean, people just aren't as nice as they are here. 
Okay. You know, there's a lot of people that are actually from LA and from like the West Coast that live here now. And okay, and they can the testify first to that. Thing that they say to. is, "Oh my God, everybody's just so nice. Everybody's okay. just so polite." And then that Southern hospitality is a thing. Mm-hmm. But people also like to close their restaurants whenever they want. <laughs> it's like, "Oh yeah, we're open to ten, and you go in at like you know ten after nine. It's like, oh, kitchen's closed. Yeah, you know. So, so listen, man. Let me let me ask you this. Um, what do you got coming up next? I mean, do, like, I know that you've already talked a little bit about some things that you've got going on in the future, um, and, you know, you want to sort of keep those to yourself. But in, in a more broad context, um, when you mentioned, you know, trying to do good things in the world and, and help other people and stuff like that, do, do you have specific projects in mind that have to do with that? Or no, is it more like creative stuff? You know, like, you, you still want to keep putting out... Just good vibes. Okay. Yeah. I mean... I mean, I'm I'm somebody that deals with a lot of depression and anxiety, you know, okay. and I do what I got to do to, you know, help suffice that shit. You know, we are, I think a lot of people struggle with it. So it's, I'm not the only one. You know, man, I think that but, uh, uh, a lot of people struggle with it, but it's it's very few are courageous enough to, to just admit it openly and start to deal with it. Because I, I think that that's one of the, the first things. I mean, I can't speak about this yet. Uh, but when I graduate from nursing school, I plan to do mental health. I mean, that's something that fascinates me. And yeah. um, I mean, I think that there's just a lot of people that need help that aren't willing to admit that something's wrong. And I, I mean, that's the first thing you have to do is like something in my life or something in my thought process, something in my neurochemistry, some, something's off. And then there's a thing that we all have in our brain mm, that cannabis helps. Yeah. And so, now now you've mentioned that's helped you. Um, yeah, I've, I've been a strong advocate of the cannabis movement and there's for years i mean from a medical standpoint again i i'm not graduated yet you know so i'm speaking simply as a student but you can't deny some of the the scientific research it's coming out you know help with anxiety help with um i believe they're it helps with everything there's there's a lot of different things that everything they seem to test it on even if you don't have any issues it's just great (laughs) you know what i'm saying even if your life is perfect right (laughs) and i mean you have all the money in the world yeah there's no reason in the world why you should not smoke a yeah well well, here's here's some here's an interesting point and um this this goes on getting on the movement about how it's becoming legalized even though it's starting to become legalized there's still the stigma around it you know like for example like i'm in nursing school and about to go into the medical created by idiots you know i mean it's it's a thing and the shit, the shit that they're trying to, you know, pump into society with the pharmaceuticals and the legal meth and the legal heroin. It's a thing that's frustrating. I mean, when you sit back and, and you look at the things that are legal and then you think, I mean, like, like I was saying before, like I, I'm, I'm in nursing school right now. So like if I, I can't, if I, even though it is legal in the United States of America, I can't smoke it. If I did, I'm in a situation where I'm now like basically ejected from the medical community should I ever be tested if, if someone who's in that does it's that. It's a shame. And it's and it, I will applaud the day that it changes. I think that we have to we have to realize that every segment of the population is you know amongst the medical community there are people within the medical community that's millions of people that obviously there's some people there that are going to need help as well and I'm sure most it, of them probably yeah. smoke weed. Dude. Yeah, and it's it, I mean <laughs> you, know? you, you have you have to wonder. I mean because there's some of the stuff that you deal with in those. I hope and, they do. Yeah. I mean I don't know, man. I'm not an expert on it, but it's just that all the research that I see seems to point that it's useful and that it would at least be useful to do more research and it seems to be we the, can, the, I would I would love to 
do research. On <laughs> I've been doing research on it for about 10 so, 12 so, years. So, so with so. all this research you've done, let, well, let me ask about some of the results that you've come it up with. It just makes life great. But, and, you know, I know that overseas, not everywhere, but in most, in most places like overseas, all drugs are legal. Yeah. Which is brilliant because if you want it, you can get it. And that just makes people not want it as bad. Exactly. You know it's what I'm the saying? forbidden fruit. Yeah. It's like since we can't have it, we want it. And I mean, if you're a junkie and you need it, go get it. Yeah. And here's the place where you can do it, baby. Safely. And they're like, oh, well, that's not as much fun. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> But you know, then you got you go you go to a place like you know California or Denver. I mean, even and even Canada. Canada is now yeah, Canada's legal recreational nationwide. Yep. You know, yeah, blame Canada, man. Right. You know, they started this whole thing. You know, but <laughs> no, I love it and I love Canada. Um, but you know, you go you go to a place you know like Denver or you know California or anywhere where it's legal. Right. It's it's medical in in Michigan, which you know I grew up right there in the state line, so. Um, you know, you go anywhere where you can buy, you know, good strain of bud for a good price and you just leave happy <laughs> and then you feel happy and you feel better about your life and taking, taking your life out into this crazy world that we live in, you know, the way that everything's just been going nowadays, you know, it'd be nice to just be able to just have it. And have it be acceptable. And man, I I hear you know that is not the first time I've heard that story. I mean, I have so you know being being a musician for so long, I have so many friends that 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 use it in in almost in a medicinal way like that. You know, like they don't yeah. have the cards or anything for it, but they're like, look, this lets me not be crazy. Like this allows me to function in society, and it allows mm -hmm. me. I mean. You hear it's, so many good things about it that you start to think like smoking cigarettes. Well, it's yeah, safe, it's safer than drinking yep. well, the wine. I mean, I'm we're having a little bit of you know wine, and you know, and I'm not a drinker. Yeah, you and know what I'm saying like I've worked hard to cut back, but I mean, it's it's crazy to think how legal alcohol is and the problems that we have with it, and then it's a poison. Yeah, big and it, time, and it kills people. Yep, and cannabis does not. Yeah, you know. I mean, it's, the if you the only way to overdose on cannabis is if you go to sleep, and you get yourself a little bit of rest, and your body probably needs it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's what depression is: is deep rest. Your body is just your body and your mind. You're just over it. You're over the shit that you're dealing with. You're over the whatever you're dealing with, and you just want to sit and sleep and just lay there and not do anything and i think you know with a little bit of motivation you know you can do something useful with your time and you know that opens up new doorways and new windows you know you're let the draft in baby you yeah. know what i'm saying and um you know you can make make some funky stuff you yeah. know make some art make some music you know now arts and crafts maybe you could be a chef and do a little bit of cooking and experimentation you could be a barber, be a hairdresser, you know, you go out, go mow your lawn, you know, whatever the case may be. Yeah. You know, you've mentioned before that as someone that struggles with depression or do you find that cannabis is something that gives you energy to be able to do these artistic projects? Is 100%. That really? Okay. 100%. It's just, um, you know, I mean, I've, 
had ADD my entire life, you know, whatever the hell that is, you know, I think that everybody kind of does, you know, everybody's a little on, on their own wavelength, you know? Yeah. But I mean, it's a plant, man, you know, (laughs) and it's really pretty and it just makes every, it just makes life. It gives life a little bit more, a little bit more. Yeah. Just whatever the little bit more is, it's just that little extra. Yeah. You know? Well, listen, and, listen, man. I mean, as a as someone that plans to go into mental health, I mean, it's it, it for all that we preach about the importance of getting meds right, it's incredibly frustrating and it's confusing to me that we have this one med and and this tool that seems like it could help so many people. And it's frowned upon, and we're just not allowed to use it. We're not, like, we're no, not allowed to talk you're, about it's it. It's bad. And it's, it's, and just, people have to, you know, no, go on probation for it and, you know, do community lives service. Are or lives, lives are, are ruined. ruined. I mean, and oh, man. wallets are robbed. Yeah. And cars are destroyed. Back for me? Yeah. Just, just a little bit since the air conditioning is on. Yeah, totally. And, um, so I work with this, uh, company called Buffalo Exchange. Okay. It started in Tucson, Arizona, 19, or 1974. Three, yeah, I've heard of them. They're they're huge now, aren't Pretty they? Pretty awesome. Not, yeah. yeah, it's the you know buy and sell. You know, works wonders on my ADD because we're constantly getting new stuff in. You know, and I mean, I can get to go to work and be myself, and you know, and it's great. And I like I clock in and I do my job, and they're like, "All right, it's time to go." And I'm like, "I I feel like I just got here." Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's it's cool. You know, and I'm a thrift junkie. Okay. And I love I love, you know, the the treasure hunt, you know, of yeah. going out and trying to find something that like you're never going to see or you're never going to you know realize, you know, like, oh wow, this this dude like looks so cool. It's like, where did you get your clothes? Where did Dude, I spent no money. <laughs> you know, I'm actually wearing a pair of pants. I I I spent like maybe no more than like 6 bucks on these pants. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, and they're brand new. They're brand new. They still have the tags on them. Huh. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I support author stores. And I mean, bless the people that have to actually work for these disgusting places. Cause, yeah. You know, nobody, nobody takes care of them. But I mean, like, but we are people, you know, you donate them or whatever. And you donate your clothes, you donate your stuff, your belongings, whatever the case may be. And other people get to find it. And it's, that's that's the that's the beauty of it. Yeah, you know, and um, something with character. Yeah, I, story I don't know if it. you're familiar with a with an individual. His name's Jesse Camp. I am not. Um, he was on an MTV VJ back in like the late '90s, early 2000s. Oh, Jesse! Yeah, yeah, yeah. He won the contest or something yep. to be the V, or he was like yep. the number two, yeah, but they yeah, let him yeah. do it anyway yeah, or something because yeah. everybody loved him. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's a great friend of mine. And really? I, I love him. He's like he's like a brother to me. And I met him actually in LA. I met him at a war at a warp tour barbecue okay. that we were hosting. And I mean such a cool dude. Yeah, and he, was he puts just, out that vibe, yeah. <laughs> such a cool dude. And I mean his style is just like impeccable. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I mean he he loved my vibe and we just got along really well. We kept in touch. And when I was living in Louisville, like right before I moved to Nashville, I went to a, a local thrift store that I, you know, frequently, you know, frequent, <laughs> very yeah, frequently yeah. frequented. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, was there and uh, I see this tall dude and I was like, holy shit, is that Jesse? And I, I go, Jesse? And he goes, Blake? And like 
what you remember <laughs> my name like dude yeah. you know and like hugs and got all these photos and yeah, he's like yeah, yeah. he's like bro what are you doing later you know and he's high pitched voice you know and yeah. i'm like we're going to go get some dinner and do you want to go and he's like well i got all these i'm going to go see some friends he's like hit me up and i'll come over and we'll hang out and I totally, I smoked his ass out, dude. I got him so stoned, dude. <laughs> and, you know, I let him stay over at, he stayed over at our crib. And and it's just so cool. You know, I mean, I grew up watching him, you know, being like, you know, 13, 14 years old. And he interviewed Limp Biscuit. He was the first person to interview really? Limp Biscuit on MTV. Wow. Insane. That is insane. <laughs> so he stayed over at my crib and he had his car. And he said that he bought this car off of his mom or whatever. It's like a station wagon or something. You know okay. what I'm saying? And he's like, dude, I got a storage unit. And he's like, this, these are, this is my stuff. You know? And he's like, I want to take you to this thrift store. And I was like, where is it? He's like, it's downtown. Like, it's in, the, it's in the hood. And I was just like, I've never been here. And it's like, I was living in Louisville for like oh, six, that, yeah, six that, years. Okay. So, like, I've never been there. And um, he took me to this place. And I actually ended up going there a couple times after, like, he showed me. The lady that worked the counter, she remembered him. And she just, like, was just so humble and so nice. Dude, she sold us everything for 10 cents a piece. What? I mean, he bought me his jacket. He bought me this hat. I actually have a hat right over here. And nobody likes this hat. But I wear this hat all the time. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I know that I know that homeboy, he deals with a lot of, you know... He, he deals with, you know, anxiety and depression as well, you know? Okay. And, I mean, he's such a beautiful soul. And I love him. And, I you know, I, I appreciate anybody that, you know, goes through the shit that we go through. And to find something that you just absolutely love. I mean, you're basically a pirate. And you're on a treasure hunt. And you go to these places and you find these cool things. Yeah. And these cool things that you choose to wear around you know you keep in your home or whatever you know like these are things that help make you who you are yeah you know it's part of the human experience mm -hmm. and it's just it's a beautiful thing and i wish that there were more people like that yeah and i know that there are there are and then they're out there but i mean like like one of my paintings you know we are the music makers and we the are the dreamers. we are the we are the dreamers of dreams you know and it's little quotes like that. Dude, it was so just coincidental to walk in and see that. Yeah. Um, I'm glad you did that. Thank you. It was, I knew right away. I was like, that was Leonard Bernstein. <laughs> we are the music makers and the dreamers of dreams. I had a t-shirt from IUP honors band with, mm -hmm. that I was in like, I don't know, in like 97 or 98 or 99. Wow. I don't even remember. Yeah. But it had that quote on the back. We are the music makers and the dreamers of dreams. Mm -hmm. And I remember that. I never forgot that Gene quote. Wilder actually quoted it in Willy Wonka. Did he really? Yeah. Oh, I should know that. I'm embarrassed I don't know that. Yeah, it was actually like right when we were on tour, it was when Gene passed away. And I mean, I, I literally I, that. I literally shed it a tear. Like yeah. I had to like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go. We were in a Walmart parking lot. And I was just like, I'm going to go into Walmart. I'm going to take a minute. You know, I love that movie. Yeah. So much. I love all of his films. I'm a Gene Wilder fan. Nice. I wish there were more people like him in the world, you know? Yeah. I think they're out there, man. I, I, I think that's one of the things that I'm 
I might end up trying to do, or this might be some sort of purpose of this podcast I didn't even realize, but just trying to bring more of these people out, trying to get their stories out there. I know there's good people out there. I know them. I see them all the time. I meet them. You're one of them. Thank you, man. I I, I do appreciate that. I mean, I'm trying to be. You know, I wasn't always, and I think that that's part of the the encouragement there that is I have no try, now. there's only do yeah well I, I'm I'm doing yeah <laughs> now and that's doing. why that's why Nike's the biggest brand in the world just, yeah just do it baby just do it just do it hey on that note Blake is there anything hey tell everybody where they can find you where are, are you do you want to put stuff out there right now do you want to wait until your projects get going it'll probably be <clears throat> I mean I will always be making rock and roll and I'm in the process of I want to start a new band okay and like I said I'm not going to give away the, the name just yet but okay. it's, it's going to be cool. I've got some people that that want to be a part of it. And, uh, you know, when it happens, it happens. And when it happens, it'll be the right time. Nice. And, um, I mean, I obviously, I have an Instagram. Um, it's just uh, it's ZD Blake Richard. Okay. And um, I have Facebook, you know, Blake Richard, Stallhut. You can search me. Okay. Um, but, yeah, man, I, uh, I just, I just want to make people happy. Same, man. And I just, I just like to, I like it when people are smiling and when they're around me and they can open up, you know? Yeah. And, um, it's easy to do with the way you play music. Yeah. And I mean, we all, you know, as when we walk around or whatever, we're all a little, you know, closeted, you know what I'm saying? And, but I like to wear my closet, (laughs) you know? So (laughs) that's a very good way to put that. I like that. Um, I like to have fun. And I think a lot, a lot more people would be a lot happier if they just learned to have a little bit more fun. And they weren't as reserved. Amen, brother. You know, I'll leave it at that. Yeah, man. That that's great. Blake, thanks for th- having. Thanks for having me, bro. Dude, thank you for inviting me into your home. Thank I've never you done for, a podcast before. Hey, a lot of people haven't. I don't. Yeah. I don't know if any of my guests really have. I think uh, Doctor Bennington had. He's he's been all over a lot of stuff. But uh, yeah, it's a lot of. I mean, this is. I've only been doing this for like three weeks now. Wow, like, this is crazy. Like I'm I'm still very new at this too. By the time this airs, it'll probably have been a few months. Yeah, but. <laughs> It's, well, hopefully uh, not that long, but yeah. Yeah, I know. I want to. I want to try and get these out, but it's. Uh, it's been a crash course learning all this stuff on the road, and I, it's cool. It's a cool way to start it. It is definitely. A, it's a. It's an interesting story. I. I will say this. You know, like drummer from a uh, hum baby. Yeah, Sean Smith. Yeah, he started doing podcasts. Really, he's got the voice. Really, yeah, yeah. and he's been doing it now f- since pretty much we decided. You know, go on hiatus or whatever. Sean versus Wild. Now is he Sean versus Wild? Now is he here in Nashville? No, he's back in he's well Indiana. He's based in Indiana. Yeah, based in Indiana, like okay. Louisville cusp. All right. But yeah, I mean, he's great. I love him. Well, dude, he's one I of don't, my best friends in if, the whole if, world. If he ever wanted to do one, I'm, I'm, I'm sure down. that he would love to do one with you. Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm totally down to do it. Um, and I'll invite me and we'll all hang out. Yeah, dude, I'd great. love to do that. Actually, that's something I haven't done yet. I haven't had two people on at the same time. I don't oh. have the equipment set up for it yet, but eventually, you know, I'd like to have all that stuff. Maybe, so. maybe we'll be your first. We'll pop yeah, that man. cherry. Maybe. All I right. actually wouldn't mind that. That sounds like a plan. Yeah. All right, Blake. Hey, thank you so much for coming on, brother. Thanks, Look brother. forward to doing this next thank, time. Thank you so much, brother. Right, it was buddy. great. Later. Peace and love. And that's it for episode number 14, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks again to Blake, a man who, as he puts it, likes to wear his closet for being such an honest and open guest. And I look forward to the next time that we get to sit down together. Uh, Some takeaways from Blake include being nice, you know, just being nicer to people and being a nice human being. You know, we all go through a lot of crap nowadays, so, you know, it's easy to take our frustration at a situation out on other people around you, but uh, try not to do that. You know, it's, uh, it's no good. 
uh, you can go faster alone, but you can go farther together. You know, that age old adage, you know, if, uh, if you have a creative project and uh, you're trying to take it to its fruition, you might want to consider getting other people involved. But be sure to vet them and make sure that you know who you're getting into bed with, especially when this is something as personal as your creative project and your business, because really you are hiring them to be a business partner. Uh, so just be careful with that. And uh, there were plenty of others, but a big one to close with was how Blake demonstrated his awareness of uh, his situation and his willingness to change it. So many of us get stuck in places that we don't want to be in life, and it takes admitting your unhappiness to yourself and then the courage to do something to change it. And it's not easy, but it is simple. And I, I applaud Blake for having the awareness and the courage to do both of those things. So with that, please join me next time when I travel from Nashville, Tennessee to Denver, Colorado to talk to my brother from another mother, former bodybuilding champion and driven entrepreneur, Mr. Joshua J. McRae of J. McRae Fitness. Josh played a very big role in me putting together this podcast, and I am forever indebted to him. So please join me next time for that conversation. And that's it. So until next time, thank you all for listening, and I'll see you soon. Yeah.